0: It's time for the Greg Campy Show. Brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Let's go live to RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Here's Coach Campy and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule.
1: Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Greg Campy Show. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Of course, he is a Coach Greg Campy. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Happy to have you with us here tonight. Camp, how's it going, man? I know the answer, though. <laughs>
2: No, no, not the best Thanksgiving ever. Uh, it was beautiful down there, though. It was. I know you had fun.
1: I did. I, I saw you out. You were poolside too. Don't be acting like uh You, you weren't uh, out there next to the pool
2: either. I went. I did go to the Lazy River, and then we played really lazy. So I think maybe we were in the Lazy River a little too much. Maybe. <laughs>
1: It could be the possibility. I don't know. Uh, As always, remember, you can get involved with the Greg Campy Show. Send a tweet with the hashtag AskCampy. We'll get to those questions as the night rolls on. And the Greg Campy Show brought to you by Henry Ford Sports Medicine, the official team physicians for Oakland University and you. For more information, visit HenryFord.com backslash athletes. But, Camp, uh, as you said, uh, trip to the Bahamas uh, while the weather was great, uh, certainly disappointed with the outcomes.
2: Yeah, we didn't play well. Now, now we did play three really good basketball teams. Um, I think all three of the teams that we played would either win our league or be in the top three in our league. Uh, I don't think there's any question about that. Um, Long Beach State, you know, was picked to win their league. They won it last year. Uh, the, 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 again, this are not excuses. I'm just telling you what happened. The style of play down there was very physical and uh (laughs) that's
1: one way to describe it yeah
2: i think the referees were told the games have to be over in two hours you know i I think we have to keep the games because i've never been anywhere where i've seen the physicality of play through every game in the tournament it wasn't i mean there were it was turned into being wars Uh, the ball states uh, um who we play the last game Missouri. Missouri, the Mer- you know, Missouri. Missouri State, Stadium. Ball State game was the most physical basketball game I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it was it was football uh, played on a slippery court and um, no fouls, nothing, kids getting hurt. Um, our game, I, I've coached over 1,200 games in my life and never in a game uh, played a team that presses and with six minutes to go in the half, there have been no fouls called. Um and that's in the second half, too. That's not the first half. I mean, it's just I've never seen anything like it. And it, didn't, it wasn't good for us. It's, again, it's not an excuse because it was consistent. You had to play it. But, you know, Trey Townsend, probably if those games had been officiated the way they're officiated in our league, probably would have shot 10 to 12 free throws a game. And, um, you know, I think he shot five or six the whole tournament. Uh, so it was a learning experience for us, learning to play against physicality, learning to play against denial defense. Uh, the, two of the three teams really got into us, guarded us full court, wouldn't let us make an entry pass, and our offense became you know, some, some ball screen and one-on-one. And I actually was pretty pleased with some of that that happened, that we, you know, we were able to get really good looks against that pressure when taken out of our offense I don't think there's a lot of teams in our league that'll be able to take us out of our offense. But on a given night, somebody might, uh, looking at Milwaukee possibly, the way they're playing on a given night, they might be able to do that. And I thought we handled that. And uh, we got some good looks. We didn't shoot the ball extremely well, but we didn't shoot it poorly. Uh, But what we really, really did uh, not very well was play defense. Our our defense was really atrocious in the tournament. it was bad. I mean, you, you just can't say anything other than it was really bad, and we have to fix it. And uh, How we're going to fix it, I'm not sure. Uh, my man Pittsburgh Marty texted me today about, uh, I don't have my phone open right now, but it was something he, I, he heard me say we can't play defense, and his question was, well, can you play it and you don't want to play it? You know and he might be onto something there, so I told him I'd mention that on on the show tonight and you know we, we give him credit for that if I said it
1: uh, yeah absolutely and uh, I know Pittsburgh Marty got his question in there we will get to those questions a little bit later on in the show here with the hashtag ask campy on Twitter anything you want to know fire away camp uh, camp has never not answered a question in the history of this show. Second segment of the Greg Campy Show will be joined by Keaton Hervey here in the house from RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. I know it wasn't the result he wanted. Uh, Keaton did score 24 points in the game against Missouri State yesterday. We'll talk to him and uh, you know his, his assimilation here to the Oakland program and, and everything that goes along with that. And I, I'm curious about that too, going up against the school you transferred from. And I'll, We'll talk about all that stuff with Keaton. If you have a question for him, you could tweet that in there. As well but camp you know it, it, as you look at it to UNC Wilmington uh, did win the championship they beat North Texas in the uh, in the Nassau championship you know it, it, as far as that it, and that was something that I did talk about a lot Long Beach State won the Big West Conference went to the NIT they've been to the NIT a couple of times San Jose State's in the Mountain West Missouri State was a finished high for second in the Missouri Valley and while Maybe those some of those schools don't carry you know the the quote unquote blue blood college basketball name that people would be familiar with. Make no mistake about it, camp that that was as good of a field as, as I've seen in, in. Yeah, it was yeah. a
2: great mid major field, very similar to the one we were in last year. Right. Um, the you know four teams played in the NSA tournament in the field we were in last year. It's just a different feeling, you know. Last year we came back and we won that tournament against all those teams, and then the show this place was packed for the show. Tonight, this is one of our smaller crowds. I mean, it, it's it's all you got your base people that are always here and then you got people that when things go good you know they're here and when they don't and it didn't go good for us so uh, but I'm glad we got Keaton here tonight. Keaton uh, really has been a joy to coach and really helped our team and I just wish he would have come three years ago when we first started recruiting. But, uh, <laughs> he finally made it here and he's playing great basketball for us and I, was re- I, I wish we would have beaten Missouri State, I, I really do, but it was great for me to watch him play so well against his former former team and I knew he was gonna have a night when he banked the three in early on. Yeah. Uh but he, he he played a great game, just not scoring the ball, but uh he rebounded the ball. He played his he played his butt off. I mean he he played with all the emotion he could play with. And it it's he's been a real joy for us and I, I'm not sure uh where we'd be without him. So we're very fortunate that he's here for his last year with us.
1: Uh, Camp, when you look at it, too, and there has been a lot of questions about, you know, JMO and Jalen Moore and the health of his ankle and stuff like that. I, I do, I do from, a, from a burst perspective, from an explosion perspective, I, I saw it on occasion with Jalen. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just that, you know, especially when he was at the top of the defense there and that little shift you guys made against San Jose State when you're down 26 in the game and cut it to three. He, he, he looked explosive. He, he looks like he's getting healthier as it goes along
2: yeah i'm not gonna make excuses i mean he's on the floor and playing and if he's gonna play then you know it's not well, oh we'll get better when yeah. he gets healthy it's it's he's out there playing then he's got to play i mean and we've got other guys that if if you know he can't play then they would play so he wants to play i'm giving it's his last year he's you know been a very integral part of our program for a long time and so i'm i'm giving him the leeway to play through it um He's got to play better, though. I don't think he's playing anywhere near his capabilities, and I'm sure that could be an excuse. But we're not making excuses. We 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 just got to play better. We're not we're not playing the way we're capable of playing.
1: Well, what about the stretches, Camp? When you know you looked at the Missouri State game, especially in particular that first half. What did you, you say? Like the first 18, for 16 to 18 minutes of that basketball game. And, and I think you told me on the post game show you said that's as, that's as well as you guys have, have played this season. I would agree with that. From what I've seen, what what changed in that game, Cam?
2: Well, I felt watching the game live that the first 16 minutes of that game was our best. Like I said, the first 8 to 10 minutes against Eastern Michigan was unbelievable, but that's not sustainable. You know, right. making every three, scoring 28 points in nine minutes or something like that, that's not sustainable. I just mean solid basketball. I thought the first – 16 minutes against Missouri State was as good as we played but when i went back and looked at it on film i disagreed with that our, our our defense was bad they missed shots and uh you know and and then they started making them and then we started making mistakes with the ball one of the problems we're having uh, that get teams going are that we're, we're our turnovers are like pick sixes in football we 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 turn the ball over at the top of our offense, which usually leads to a basket. Or we've taken some bad shots that are usually corner shots that usually brick off towards the opponent's opposing team's basket, which is like a jailbreak, fast break, then. And those things are killing us. You know, we we, we had a 12-point lead or 10-point lead against Missouri State in, in two possessions, two quick turnovers, bam, bam, layups. And it, within 20 seconds, you know, the momentum switch, switches, and it's what we're doing offensively that leads to that. And then defensively, you know, the mistakes we make are, are just killing us right now. Teams are shooting 40% from the three against us. Last year, we we gave up 29.9% from the three, which was one of you know top five in the country. And the defense is built to guard the three. And right now, we're giving up a lot of open threes, a lot of catch-and-shoot threes. And then the second thing that's happening defensively is that we're getting driven. Uh, I, we're just our closeouts are really bad. And I don't want to get technical, but let's say I'm in a spot on the on the floor, and the ball's thrown to you, and you're you're the guy I'm supposed to guard. I'm going lunging out at you, and you're just taking the ball and going by me because you know the physics of it. And and We're not getting it done, and and so you've got to look at, well, how are we teaching it? Are are we working on it hard enough, long enough? Obviously, it's not working what we're doing, so we have to look at why. Why is this happening? And we've got two days to fix it because we have, you know, two of the most important games of the season this week, and uh, the next two days in practice are going to be really, really important. We're not going to 100% fix it, but if we can, you know, if we can –
1: Do enough to get by. Yeah, just,
2: you know, dam it up a little bit. And and then after the Syracuse game, we've got 14 days of practice that we can maybe fix what we're doing. So this is a survival week. We've got to find a way to get better defensively, win two basketball games, and then know that we can.
1: So, so the, the angle of attack here, Camp, is kind of similar to when my wife asked me to clean the house. I'm going to take care of the counter in the kitchen because that's the first thing she sees. So right away she'll think, like, I did more than I did. I can't clean the whole thing. But I'm going to, you know, the, the obvious stuff that she looks at, I'm going to take care of that first.
2: I have no idea what you're talking about, but uh, <laughs> whatever. <Yeah. laughs> we've got to win Thursday. and yeah. No matter how we do it, we've got to do it. And if it's a game that we have to win 150 to 140, that'd be fine. But that's not how we've got to play, and it's not how we're going to be successful and have a good season. And, uh, you know, we've got work to do, and, and they know it, and uh, hopefully they're on board with what we got to do.
1: And that was something, Camp, that you talked to me. I think it was either after the first game or the second game of the tournament where you said we we have to take a look even at what we're doing offensively. Like you said, right. I, I thought I had the personnel to be able to play this style. Uh, maybe we have to, to – take another look at that. Were you, were you happy, did you guys adjust that? Were you happy with the adjustments No, in, we, in we terms haven't, of pace?
2: we haven't backed that down yet. Um, you know, that that's going to be something to heavily discuss this week on how we play Thursday. Uh, you've got to be able to guard, though. I mean, if you back down your speed on offense and play less possessions, if they score every possession, it still doesn't matter. So, you know, it's still got to come down to – We've got to put our energy into the defensive end right now if we're gonna have any success at all. We're not shooting the ball at an elite level with, and I thought this team could, and we're not. Uh, we have some guys that are shooting it well, but as a team we're not and hard to play fast if you're not an elite level shooting team. So we're learning all this stuff about us. That's what November's supposed to be. I mean, you look around the the country and you see you know you see teams beat Power fi- At our level, you see a team beat a Power 5 and then turn around the next day and lose to a team that was 0-6. and 6. Uh, It's November basketball. We all know that. We've all experienced it. I told our team when we left N- Nassau that, you know, last year we won the tournament, and there were four teams in that tournament that didn't win it that went to the NCAA tournament and we weren't one of them. So this, this is all about building and learning, not about, oh, look at us, we won and or look at us we lost but we have to look at what we're doing and fix it and that's what we're going to try very hard to do and the, the, there's two really good things that have come out of it number 1 is we're rebounding the ball a lot better we're really really better has
1: that surprised you to some degree
2: well we worked very hard on it and you know Keaton's a big part Keaton of that helps, yeah. Keaton's a big part of that because he runs down a lot of loose balls a lot of rebounds um, we the teams we've played are bigger, stronger, and more physical than we'll play in league play. And if we can do it against Long Beach State, six nine, six seven, you know, whatever they were in physical specimens. Missouri State had, you know, a lot of size. Uh, San Jose State had a seven-footer. You know, if we can do it against those teams, we can surely do it in the league. And that was my biggest fear going into the season is that we can't rebound. And I'm really pleased with the strides we're making on that. Um, now, we got to get them to miss more shots. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, there aren't a lot of chances to rebound when they're right. making everything. And uh, so that's one of the big, you know, pluses that I have. And then the second biggest plus is the kids. I mean, i I got really, really good kids, and they, they want to win. And I think when you got people that want to win, they're not going to battle with you. They're not going to fight you on, when you try and make changes. And, you know, they all want to play fast and score a lot of points and get stats and that. But I think we're all coming to the realization that that's not how we're going to win. And so as we fight through this and learn that, I I feel really confident that they'll be on board with what we're doing.
1: All right, well, we'll take our first break. And speaking of Keaton Hervey, we'll be joined by him when we come back. This is the Greg Campy Show. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills.
3: You don't have to play for the Pistons to be treated by the same doctors who keep the team at their best.
4: I can't dunk in size 18 sneakers, but I can play 18 holes. I don't box out defenders and mess shorts, but my hip is back in the
3: game.
5: I'm not a Piston, but I'm running on all cylinders after back surgery. I am
3: Henry. I am Henry. Henry Ford Health, official team physicians of the Detroit Pistons. And you. Visit henryford.com slash team docs.
0: With OU Credit Union's Visa Signature Credit Card, you'll enjoy more cash back on the things you buy most. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. You'll also receive $100 when you spend $5,000 within the first three months of card approval. Open your Visa Signature Card today at OUCreditUnion.org and start enjoying the benefits of more cash back. Full details at OUCreditUnion.org.
4: Here in Michigan, we're used to keeping ourselves busy all winter long, whether that's enjoying mugs of hot chocolate by the fireplace or a late night of movie watching. And at DTE, we want to help keep that winter fun going while saving you money. With our online interactive home, you can find ways to save throughout yours, from your kitchen to your living room. Stay cozy and save. Head to DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE.
1: back to the Greg Campy Show. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. And right now we are joined by Keaton Hervey of the Oakland Golden Grizzlies basketball team, the transfer from Missouri State. And Keaton, I appreciate you coming up here, man. How are you feeling?
6: Uh, thank you for having me first off. And, uh, you know, it's just an honor to be here and chop it up about Oakland.
1: Yeah, and that, and that's what we're going to do, man, is we're going to sit up here and, and chop it up. There is no doubt about that. It, before we get into, you know, the the season so far and the games and things like that, what what brought you to Oakland?
6: Well, you know, um, out of Juco, Campy, um, me and him had a great relationship, and Smitty too, and um, I was really, really close to coming to Oakland, and it was actually crazy because um, I would committed to Missouri State, and right after I committed to Missouri State, Coach Campy's told me, hey, man, I'm signing this kid named Jalen Moore. He's about to be the nation's best point guard, you know, here so and so forth. And, you know, the coming, the forthcoming season, Jalen led the nation in assists. Uh, the pre- next year, runner-up. Yep. yep. And you know what I'm saying? So it was just like, Campy saying that and that kind of just coming full circle. That was really big for me. I could just tell by the way um, he believed in his players because while he was recruiting me, He just sent me a lot of videos about um, current players and the words they had to say about him. And I could tell that Camper is just truly a coach who loves his players and coaches them and wants to get the best out of them. And you know, coming from Missouri State, a situation that didn't go in my favor, I feel like that's what I really needed was a coach who truly believed in me and wanted to see the best out of me.
1: And, And fast forward, you're here now playing at Oakland and then lo and behold, uh, we go to the Bahamas, and, and Missouri State it uh, becomes one of the opponents uh, in the Nassau Championship. And, and I asked you about this yesterday after the game because I noticed it. While, while I couldn't hear, like, word for word what it was, I, I noticed that there was a little extra on the line. Is that, is that fair to say? I won't ask you, like, what, what specifically, you know, was going on out there, but safe to say there was a little extra on the line, wasn't there?
6: Yeah, there was, there was definitely a lot of tension in the game. And, you know, it was a entirely new team for the most part, but – you know that tension was still there with the new players and you know, the coaching and all that. So um, it was a it was a it was a dogfight. It was a good test for us. You know we were holding our own. We dealt with some adversity. We weren't able to fully bounce back, but you know it's not a loss. It's a lesson for us, and that's how we're gonna take it. All right. Well, Keaton, what about this too? Because uh,
1: camp, camp, and I do this radio show every single week, and lots of interviews and, and media stuff, and. Coming into the season, he had talked about how rebounding the basketball was was a concern of his. And you know, you go through the numbers and how you guys have been able to rebound the basketball. You certainly Trey, uh, as well. You you have been a force rebounding the basketball. And, and keep when I when people ask me about you and your game and stuff like that. Look, rebounding is one of those things that I've call I call it a want to business. You can't you can't fake rebounding the basketball. Either you go get the basketball or the other dude gets the basketball. Like those are the only two outcomes. You want to get the basketball. Is, is that how you feel about it? Is there a different approach you take? How do you rebound the basketball?
6: No, you're definitely right. It all comes down to just hustle and heart. And, um, you know, us being a small team, I realized that I'm going to have to rebound and, you know, push others along to rebound. And like Coach has been saying, we definitely have made strides because you can just tell the intensity in terms of boxing out are all just crashing the glass it has gone up and you know for me it's just i just be i just crash the glass and you know luck kind of comes whenever you're just playing hard and trying to be in the right position so that's how i feel like all those rebounds come in my way and what i've noticed too is your style of rebounding the basketball in that
1: you you will tip if you if you're not in a position where you can grab the ball you will tip the ball to a different position and then try to grab it that way sometimes two times sometimes three times I mean you expend a lot of energy going after a rebound you know and that's kind of goes back into the, to the want to business it's just for me what you never give up on a rebound it seems like and and that's something you don't you don't see that a ton in college basketball you know that that's more something along the lines you see it an NBA player do that's like a rebounding specialist you never give up on a rebound do you
6: No, I try to get every rebound, and even if the other team has the rebound, I'll still try to poke it away until it's just like they're off getting back to the end, getting on defense. I'm going to attack the rebounds, and then same thing, offensive glass too.
1: With what I've seen from you, Keaton, and and I knew this, obviously, because I compile the stats and everything for what I do with the broadcast, but I didn't know it until I saw you do it. You were a 40% three-point shooter at Missouri State, and – because of the way you rebound the basketball, I think some people might overlook that. But, again, you know, you're
6: shooting the basketball well from distance. Again, do, do people overlook that about your game? Yeah, I feel like a lot of uh, people overlook my shooting just because at times I can be streakish. But when I'm getting the looks and, you know, playing with my confidence, I know that I'm a very capable shooter and can knock down shots. So uh, I feel like um, throughout time the story will tell itself. What's it like playing with, with Jalen Moore? And I know that we
1: haven't seen the best Jalen Moore yet, and we've talked about it you know, in terms of health and things like that. But that, you, you talked about it a couple minutes ago. That, that was a big draw for you to be able to come play basketball with him.
6: When you have an explosive point guard, what, what's that like for you as a player? Well, you know, I, I know fully what Jalen's capable of just throughout the summer and then you know prior to his injury and how much of a game-changing point guard he is. Um, and, you know, it's, it's honestly been a joy playing with them because he, he's a great guy, good hand on his shoulders. He cares about the whole team. So it's good playing for a selfless point guard like that. Talk about
1: Keaton Hervey here on the Red Campy Show live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. What, what about Keaton Hervey off the court? Well, I guess, all right, I know that the, the games in, in terms of the results didn't go the way that you that you wanted them to per se, but as far as, you know, like the Bahamas experience and all that stuff, did you get out in the pools? Did you get out
6: in the beach? You more of a pool guy or more of a beach guy? More of a beach guy. But, yeah, I went out to the beach. It was beautiful, um, breathtaking scenery. It was just really hot and humid, but it was definitely, you know, a trip that once-in-a-lifetime, so I enjoyed it. Yeah, what about off the court? What,
1: what, what, Keaton, what do you do? I mean, uh, is, is it the video game stuff? What, what are you doing on a, on a Saturday night if you don't have a game?
6: Uh, really just probably chill with the teammates. Um, video games every once in a while. I'm big on, like, sports. Love to watch college basketball, NBA, football. I'm just laid back, really just chilling, getting in the gym. Who's your NBA team, by the way? I wouldn't say I have so-called NBA team, just more players I like to keep up with. Okay.
1: I, I mean, that's kind of how I am with the sports, too. I like the players and, you know, the, whatever team they're associated with, that's the team that they're associated with. What, what's it going to take, Keaton? I'll, I'll ask you this, and, you know, Campy has talked about it. You know, you hear him talk about making adjustments and things like that.
6: Is, is that something that you guys discuss, too, internally as a team? Yes, sir. It's definitely something that we all are, are talking about because we have a close collective group. Like Coach says, a good group of guys. So it's not pointing fingers. We're all trying to come together and come to a solution that just has us ahead of the other team. At the end of the day,
1: now, you being you know a veteran uh, of college basketball, but still new in here, do you feel as though you have that that ability to to speak up? Because you're very quiet. You're a very quiet dude. I've noticed that when we when we travel, you don't you don't have a lot to say. You're not you know quote goofing around a ton or anything like that. You kind of go about your business. But you know when when you guys get together and you discuss, hey, this is working. Hey, this isn't working. Do you, you feel
6: that you feel that freedom to kind of step up and speak your piece? Yeah, I definitely believe that the guys they listen to me, they take what I have into account because I take everything that they have into account. So you're right, about I am I, like you know, chill off the court, ball in the court. I talk a good amount, but I think that I do need to up my um, intensity on talking and communicating with the guys. What do you What do you like most about playing college basketball, man? Uh, it's just honestly um, a blessing. I've been to a lot of different schools and uh oakland being my last ride this is like just the the perfect situation perfect school for me you know like i said we're not getting the wins but it's a team that i know we're all really united and close with each other and it's really a joy to play on a team like that the the home games here at the arena and the grizz gang in particular which has been showing out you know
1: every every single game What's it like to play in front of in front of all the grizz games? It's
6: it's honestly so much fun. Yeah, they really do bring the energy. Um, it makes it feel like you play in a big gym with the intensity they bring, and it's a it's just a big dynamic for us. And um, I haven't played, for say, for a crowd like that, so it's new and I really enjoy it. So
1: getting ready for Horizon League play, you've been around the block, man. Like I said, you you under you understand
6: what's about to go down mm-hmm. this weekend, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's going to be a battle. It's conference season, so. Like we say, all the all the games in the past don't matter. It's a whole new season, and anything's always capable of happening.
1: All right, well, Keaton, I appreciate you pulling up here, you know, and and wrapping with us, man. It's good to get to know you, you know. Like I said, you're kind of a quieter guy, like when we travel and things like that, man. But you're good
6: people to talk to. Yeah, it's it a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh,
1: absolutely, give it up for Keaton Hervey, everybody here on the Greg Campy Show. We'll take a break. It's time for your questions on Twitter. So speak now or forever hold your peace. Send a tweet with the hashtag Ask Campy. We will get to them all here tonight. We'll be right back with more of the Greg Campy Show live from RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills.
7: At Lincoln of Troy, we always put our customers first. And even with the current vehicle shortage, we're committed to keeping you one step ahead. If you plan to turn in your lease or buy a new vehicle within the next few months, now is the time to come in and place your retail order. Not only does it ensure that you get the vehicle of your choice, but you can save up to $1,200. It's still a great time to buy a Lincoln. And our goal at Lincoln Detroit is to make sure your next vehicle is ready when you are. Let us put you at the front of the line.
3: They say one great thing leads to another. And that's especially true when you visit a great Clips salon. When you sit down for a haircut with a skilled and friendly stylist at one of our thousands of convenient Great Clips locations, they'll not only make your hair look great, they'll make you feel great too. And that's something you can't help but share with the world. Download our online check-in app today and opt in to get a Ready Next text when you're up next. Great Clips. It's going to be great. You don't have to play for the Pistons to be treated by the same doctors who keep the team at their best.
4: I can't dunk in size 18 sneakers, but I can play 18 holes. I don't box out defenders and mess shorts, but my hip is back in the game.
5: I'm not a Piston, but I'm running on all cylinders after back
3: surgery. I am Henry. I am Henry. Henry Ford Health, official team physicians of the Detroit Pistons. And you visit henryford.com slash team docs.
0: With OU Credit Union's Visa Signature Credit Card, you'll enjoy more cash back on the things you buy most. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. You'll also receive $100 when you spend $5,000 within the first three months of card approval. Open your Visa Signature Card today at OUCreditUnion.org and start enjoying the benefits of more cash back. Full details at
1: OUCreditUnion.org. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. The Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Pino Insurance Agency. The Pino Insurance Agency LLC of Mimic Insurance caters to the educational market. If you're looking for affordable insurance and a knowledgeable insurance agency, go online to pinotinsurance.com today. That's P-I-N-O insurance.com today. Can confirm, by the way, as the uh, spouse of an educator. Use Mimic Insurance ourselves. Uh, Very, very happy with it. He is a coach, Greg Campy. My name is Neil Rule. Happy to have you guys with us, uh, Camp. You you were just talking with some of the the patrons here uh, at RJ's Pub. Um, the humidity down there uh, in the Bahamas, you know, led to a little bit of condensation issues uh, on the floor. I know you were talking with some of the fans about that. Uh, they they said it was a little bit it was a little bit more of a deal in the earlier games, and that that's what I'd heard. J- just explain to everybody what was going well, on with that.
2: I think that. You know, we played the, the first day. We played the le- the late game, and it wasn't an issue. But I had watched the games during the day, and it and there, it was an issue for every team. And it, you know, it burned us in one of the games. Uh, we had three straight possessions that we slipped on the court, lost the ball, and gave up a layup at the other end. Keaton was going in for a layup, and both feet went out. I mean, both feet went out. It wasn't one where you slid. It. I was I was more worried about somebody getting hurt. Right. But it, it's not an excuse because it, it's the same for both teams and it happened to everybody. Uh, unfortunately in that one game that the coach of San Jose State and I are really close friends and we met afterwards and the first thing he said is that you know they forced our guys to those wet spots. you know he was taking the credit for the defense to force us to the wet spots where uh, they would slip. So you know we every coach knew about it. the biggest fear was somebody could get hurt. Nobody got hurt, so it is what it is. It was part of the game.
1: Uh, you ready for some hashtag Ask Campy action? Sure. All right. Uh, I haven't
2: looked at any of them today, other than Marty's. So.
1: Oh, all right. Um, well, I, well, I'll lead off with Marty's because that was the first one. He you said okay. your postgame comments after eight games were spot on in terms of slowing the pace offensively and defending better. The zone defense has looked good at times, but has lacked consistency. What key adjustments can you make to make the zone more effective?
2: Well, I think right now what we're trying to do is is figure out where to move our personnel to uh better play the zone and one of the things I'm looking at is moving Keaton off the top and putting him on a wing Uh, I think he might be able to even rebound at a higher rate from the wing um and I think He's, pl- he's been a man-to-man player all his life, and his man-to-man tendencies, I'm having a hard time breaking them. And you know, So if you're playing at the top of the zone, it's more of a gambling, uh, wild, wild west type of position where you're out there, and, you know, and I'm not sure we're getting the best out of him defensively as I can. I think he's one of our better defenders, one of our better on-ball defenders, and I think I need to get him in a position where he's guarding the ball in the scoring position more instead of guarding it where it's going to be passed. And so that's one of the things I'm looking at. I haven't even talked to him if he's still here listening, that's the first he's heard of it. Did you get that, um, Keaton? Are you ready? Oh, yeah. He says he's ready to go. All right. Um, and, and, no, we're, we're looking at uh, what where, where best to play Jalen under his where his health is right now. I'd like to get Trey Townsend away from the basket. Uh, one of the really good things that is happening is I think we're starting to see Chris Conway becoming a little more comfortable and – you know, Chris played double-digit minutes in the games there, and he didn't hurt us. No. He didn't hurt us, and, and that's the first step. You know, The first step when you're trying to become a player is you, you get out there and you get your minutes and you don't hurt the team while you're out there. Then your next step is helping the team. You know, What, what extra am I bringing? Am I getting the rebound that needs to be got? Am I making the defensive stop that needs to be made? Um, am I, when I get the look, am I knocking that shot down? And, and Chris had a couple games where he made, you know, the shots he made were not difficult one-on-one moves, but they're shots that have to be made and he made them. So I think that that, that was a big bonus for us and getting him some more minutes where I can move Trey away from the hoop in the zone. I think Trey's really made for the Jamal Kane spot, you know, the out on top spot, the second guy in the line and, uh, <coughs> Excuse me. I'd like to see if I can move him out there again. We don't want to make major adjustments until after this week's over, because we, you know, we've worked for since June to get here. We're learning about our team, um, which is why I hate league games in the, just, you know yeah. the end of November, first of December is a really bad time, in my opinion, to play league games. But that's that's here to stay. We're going to see it for a while. Um, so. You know, we've got to survive this week. We've got to find a way to survive the week and uh, get our personnel in the right position and then make sure we have a saying, do your job. You know, I think, you know, you listen to pro coaches in their interviews and you listen to college coaches in their interviews, and it's kind of a buzzword when they say do your job, but it's really, it really is a valuable thing that you, that your players know what their job is and that they do their job. And in that zone, it's not any good if if one guy's not doing their job. And so I'm, we're working real hard to get people to do their jobs. Uh, d- just to follow up to about the, the the defensive things that we talked about in that San
1: Jose State game. I brought up the fact you know one time trailed by twenty six there in the second half. You guys cut it all the way down to three, and and you did make that switch, and you put you put Jalen up at the top, and and it was exactly like you talked about the uh, the gamble, you know the the roulette wheel almost uh, defensively. Where he would he would reach in, he would reach for rips, he would get them, and then it's an instantaneous transition opportunity. Is is that something that we'll see more, or as you talked about, is that kind of health dependent, or how do you see that shaking out?
2: You know, I I, I don't want to live with that because we've got to we've just got to get back to a base and and def, and build from the base. And right now we don't have a base. We're we're you know. You talked about your wife and cleaning the house. Yeah, I, I didn't quite get that, but. Uh, from a foundation of a home, you know, you want. If if your foundation isn't good, your house isn't going to be good, and and your defense isn't going to be good if if it's all, you know, hit or miss. And we get a steal and that, and we've got to get back and get basically the foundation of our defense has got to be better. And and that starts with the coaching staff. That starts with, you know, Smitty and I had a long talk on the plane and that about. He's mad at himself because we got we just got ripped uh with backdoor cuts in the in the tournament and when i talked to coach miles after the san jose state game he said they didn't want to even run an offense against us against our zone what he wanted to do was get the ball in the high post and have five four guys cut and he said somebody on our team would be ball watching and and he's right and you know you would find that open guy cutting and they did and and so we've just got to get back to our base and our foundation. Somebody was talking about, you know, we haven't worked hard enough at that. And, and you, you, we all beat ourselves up when things don't go well in our lives and in our business, right? We all do that. That's part of success and getting better and learning from mistakes. And, and we're looking at, you know, what we could do better as coaches to, to put them in a better situation to succeed, what we didn't work hard enough at. And... uh It's broke. I mean, there's no question that defensively it's it's broken. I mean, we played eight games and we're giving up 40% from the three and 48% from the floor. You're not going to win a championship doing that. I don't know any team that's ever won a championship doing that. So that's got to get fixed. And we could sit back and say, well, they're lucky. We've played good teams. They're hot, you know, that kind of stuff. And hopefully some of that is true. But the bottom line is if we're going to get better, you got to take ownership in it, and we've got to fix it. And our players are going to have to take ownership in it too. And, uh, you know, tomorrow's practice will be a very important practice for us.
1: You brought up Chris Conway, and, and I felt the same watching it out there. When, when you see him out there, it is, it is different this year. And I know you talk about, look, Defensively is how you get on the court, right? Any basketball coach will tell you that. Your defense dictates how much you play, not the offense. However, uh, offensively, what he's able to bring with that 15-foot jump shot, the postgame, et cetera, his offensive game really seems to have taken a step forward.
2: Yeah, we've got really good offensive players around him so he hasn't seen doubles and he ha- you know he's right. been the recipient of drop off passes and that and, but he's making those plays which is what i was saying that's good he's you know the chris's kryptonite that's going to keep him off the floor is his toughness and his ability to defend and he he's just you know he, he's a step slow defensively because he thinks too much and Hopefully repetition and hopefully minutes will change that. And that's what I'm hoping. He's doing what he's supposed to do. As I said, he's not hurting us. And once you get a player to that, you know, spot, they usually blossom, especially bigs, they usually blossom. And I'm hoping to see him blossom because we really need him. We really – we need him and Will. They would be – I would like by the end that Will and he are splitting 35 minutes between themselves. And if we can get to that, that means they're playing at the level we need to play at. We got a chance to be a really good team, but we're not one right now.
1: Uh, you talked about Tim Miles, coach at San Jose State, who you know came into uh, Nebraska, really turned their fortunes around, and things like that. You guys obviously are, are very, very close. Is that is that an advantage? Like when you get in these tournament situations, and they're out in the Mountain West, and you know you you guys won't see each other again not probably this season. Is is that an advantage where he can you guys can sit down and talk and he can shoot you straight and say camp this is how we were going to attack you just basically what you said is is that a plus for you?
2: Well, yeah, but that's what you know. Our business is it's like any other business. You 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 have people that you trust and you have friends. And I mean, Izzo and I do the same thing every year after the Michigan State game. You know we. Within an hour after we've left our teams, we're on the phone going over, you know, what were you trying to do? How did you do this? You know, it, that's what you do with when you have long standing relationships with coaches. So, you know, I, I, I'm fortunate that I've lasted so long and been around so long that, you know, I'm not, I'm, I, I know a lot of people. So I, I get an opportunity to do that with a lot of coaches. And, and a lot of times we play non league games. Against people, so that you know I can get feedback like that. I, that's very volu- valuable feedback. Uh, the got, problem, the oh, yeah. problem was, is he drinks, and the loser had the the loser had to buy the drinks.
1: And, and you're you're yeah, kind of a yeah, cheap yeah, date. I'm a
2: Diet Coke. Yeah. Although down there, a Diet Coke was seven dollars. <laughs> it did hit a little different down yeah, there. Yeah, I, I will say this though: having gone, what seven days without a Diet Dr Pepper, I was sweating. I mean, that I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know his his drinks, and well, if I, if we'd have won, he would have to buy the cigars. All right, so you know you would uh, you would it, it, it up a, there. All, right? It was a costly night for me, but I learned a lot about her.
1: <laughs> uh, Camp got a question from a fan earlier uh, today before we went on the air. Uh, asked about you as a basketball coach. Now you were a college football player as well at Bowling Green. College basketball player. What what made you go into coaching basketball versus going going into coach football? And as you see, you know Lane Kiffin get a seventy two million dollar extension, and Hugh Freeze get you know seventy million plus dollars. Do you question that choice now?
2: <laughs> you know, I I my college career was is kind of weird in in that I didn't know what I wanted to play. Football was my biggest love, uh, and I was probably that was the sport that I really excelled in. I was okay in basketball, Uh, good enough that I got recruited. But, you know, I was never someone that was going to make a difference on a college basketball court. But in football, you know, I had an opportunity. And going through my career playing both, uh, one of the things that I didn't like about football when I was trying to get into the coaching profession was that, my coach that i loved was my position coach and in those days the scholar, there were 105 division one scholarships now i think it's down to 85 or 95 right. but there were 105 scholarships and you had walk-ons you have 120 players on a football team and the defensive back coach was my guy and you know there's 11 or 12 people in the defensive back room and that's who you that's where you Got to know the coach that's where you hung out that's where you did all your film work that's where you were together every day at practice don nayland who was the head coach who's in the uh, hall of fame um, i got to know him as a coach because i also punted and so every day when practice started i would be with the offense and because i was the punter i called the signals in the huddle and so he would come in and say what he wanted and everything, and I would have meetings with him because in those days you really didn't have special team coaches. The special team coach came later. Usually in those days the head coach ran the, the kick, punt, you know, that kind of stuff. And so I had a relationship with him only because, you know, he'd get mad at me if I'd shank a putt or something like that. You know, that that was my interaction with the head coach other than, you know, as you, before you go down the tunnel to the field the head coach would give you the you know rah-rah speech right. or whatever but you come in at halftime and you would break into a room and you're in only with the defensive backs coach then you would go to a room where the defensive coordinator would go over the adjustments and then the head coach might say come on let's go and we'd run out there so i didn't like that you know i i'm kind of anal when it comes to that i want to i got my hand i wanted my hands, hey, hands on everything right. so I wanted to coach 15 kids where I got to know all 15 of them and and really feel part of it. And that's really the reason I chose basketball over football. Um, And it never snows in an arena. That is true, too. Yeah. And at Bowling Green, that was a wind tunnel out there. And on November days in practice, oh, my God, you couldn't believe how cold it was. Back (laughs) then there were no indoor practice facilities. So if if I were to come through today with all the luxuries of that, I probably would have coached football.
1: And those seventy-two million-dollar contracts too, probably. Yeah, yeah that, that that wouldn't hurt as well. Uh, Gary Gilbert with the hashtag #AskCampy. Coach, the five road games ahead look daunting. Before you close out December by hosting the two Wisconsin schools, what should we diehard fans be watching for this month? What signs of progress?
2: Well, I think Gary, that that what we really want to do is is compete and win Thursday and Saturday, and if we can if we can split or get two wins in that you know, we're in pretty good shape. We're playing the two teams that tied for first last year on the road. And one of those two teams is picked to win the conference. So if we can get out of it with a split or with two wins, we're going to feel really good about ourselves. But the rest of those other three games are daunting games. I mean, could we go to Syracuse and win? Yes, they've lost to mid-majors this year. Um, it'll be a, it'll, you know, if we shoot the ball the way we're capable against their zone, we could have a chance. They're not a prolific scoring team. Uh, so you know, but from that from that date after the Syracuse game to the Boise State game, we've got a two week period where now we've got to fix what our problems are. We've got to survive up to after the Syracuse game. Then we come back with Boise and Michigan State, and we just gotta compete and and try and you know show that what we've tried to fix we fixed, and then we get two home games in the league, and hopefully we can right ourselves and You know, by the time we go to the second weekend of league play where we go to northern Kentucky and Wright State, which, you know, obviously are the two best teams in the league with Fort Wayne, uh, you know, we're going to know a lot about ourselves. And I think when we come home from that weekend, we're going to know if we're a top four team, a top eight team, the worst team in the league, whatever. You know, we're going to know more about ourselves then.
1: Uh, Lastly, Camp. Uh, you mentioned that the early December conference games, and I think that's something we're going to see more of, and not less, as you look at conference expansion and the addition of teams and, and those kinds of things. What's what, what's your thought on that? If, if I made you the the college basketball king for a day, how would you fix it?
2: I I'm very scared about where it's going and what what's going on, and you know I, I we'll see what happens with the NCAA tournament. That's that's the biggest concern I have. Um, are they going to, what are they really going to do with it? You know, there's a lot of talk out there. Uh, if they leave it alone, then I don't care what we do with the regular season. If they change that, you're going to see the regular season change also. Uh, right now the power fives are trying to decide who they want to play non-league. And what I'm finding out is it used to be they wanted to play teams like Oakland that, that have a good year and have a good RPI in that. Now they don't. They want to play the worst teams because all they're trying to do is get wins because of all these conference inter-games, inter, inter- games, you know, the Big East Challenge, the whatever. The made-for-TV stuff. Right. Right. They're all playing those games. And so they're getting all the games they need, all the quad one and quad two games they need for the tournament. So now they just want wins. And, you know, that, that'll that hurt us. That'll really hurt us. I'm, I'm going to talk to Izzo – Uh, after we play this year and what I'm going to try and do is try and get that contract we've got two after this year we have two years left and I'm going to try and get it extended because Brad Underwood at Illinois told me we're going to play at Illinois next year and I I I got a bunch of friends in Chicago uh, and I told them many times we'd come and they want us to play at Illinois so we're going to do that and I got the game and He said, you know, I'll do it this year, camp. I have no idea. He goes, I'm being told to only schedule one or two non-conference games in the future. And I go, what? I said, what? He goes, well, with the Big Ten Challenge, with this challenge, with that challenge, with the league going to 20 teams, 18 teams with UCLA and USC coming in, and they they may move to 24 to 26 league games. If they do that, we're in big trouble. All mid-majors are in big trouble. And so who knows what's going to happen. But that's what he told me. He said in two years I've been told, you know, three to five non-league games is all – you know, the schedule didn't just wait to see what happens. Yeah, so we will see
1: how it plays out. Uh, Greg Hessen back in our studio is calling for the break. Sorry, Greg, I'm a little bit late for it, but we'll get it in right now when we come back. We will talk about the open to Horizon League play. You're listening to the Greg Campy Show. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills.
4: Here in Michigan, we're used to keeping ourselves busy all whether that's enjoying mugs of hot chocolate by the fireplace or a late night of movie watching. And at DTE, we want to help keep that winter fun going while saving you money. With our online interactive home, you can find ways to save throughout yours, from your kitchen to your living room. Stay cozy and save. Head to DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE. They say consistency is the
5: key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment, and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri.
7: At Lincoln of Troy, we always put our customers first. And even with the current vehicle shortage, we're committed to keeping you one step ahead. If you plan to turn in your lease or buy a new vehicle within the next few months, now is the time to come in and place your retail order. Not only does it ensure that you get the vehicle of your choice, but you can save up to $1,200. It's still a great time to buy a Lincoln. And our goal at Lincoln Detroit is to make sure your next vehicle is ready when you are. Let us put you at the front of the line.
3: They say one great thing leads to another. And that's especially true when you visit a great clips salon. When you sit down for a haircut with a skilled and friendly stylist at one of our thousands of convenient Great Clips locations, they'll not only make your hair look great, they'll make you feel great too. And that's something you can't help but share with the world. Download our online check-in app today and opt in to get a Ready Next text when you're up next. Great Clips. It's going to be great.
1: Welcome back. Final segment of the Greg Campy Show. We are live here at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. And the Greg Campy Show brought to you by Henry Ford Sports Medicine, the official team physicians for Oakland University and you. For more information, visit henryford.com backslash athlete. So, Camp, here we go. Uh, Horizon League play getting going. Cleveland State on Thursday, Purdue-Fort Wayne on Saturday, then a trip to Syracuse next Tuesday, by the way, which... We will not be here next Monday night for the Greg Campy show because we'll be traveling to Syracuse.
2: Oh, really? The game's right? Tuesday. I thought yes. it was Wednesday. Tuesday. Sorry.
1: <laughs> there you have it. All right, yeah. everybody. Uh, we will. We will effort. Uh,
2: we'll, Are we going to do a show?
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll have to. We'll have to see. Um, I mean, uh, tape one or not? I believe so. Yeah, I okay. believe that's the way it'll have to work. So uh, we'll get that. We'll get that handled. And we'll let you know everything that is going on with it. But Camp Cleveland State, Thursday night, it's for real.
2: Yeah, they're good. Um, I was hoping they wouldn't be, to be honest with you. You know, they lost a lot of players. They lost their coach. They've got a new coach who um, came from Iowa State. And they opened their season with a, a really bad loss. They lost to a non-D1. Uh, they lost to Notre Dame, but not Notre Dame. and Notre Dame in Ohio or something like right. that. Right. So, um, you know, I think everybody thought, oh, you know, that, that's going to take some time, and somehow they've, they've. You talk about writing your ship. They, they went to Western Michigan Saturday, and they were ahead by 40.
1: They drilled them. Yeah, they were
2: ahead by 40. I watched the tape on the plane on the way home last night. And they, they played flawless. They played a really, really good basketball game. Western had a tough shooting night, but a lot of that had to do with Cleveland's defense, and they made shots. One of the things that they. Cleveland State didn't do well over the last couple of years. Was they weren't a great perimeter shooting team. And this year they're making they're making threes. They're making shots. They've got that big kid still. Deontay Johnson stayed. Um, they've got a transfer from Iowa State that's six seven. That's probably an all league level player. Um, Their back court. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Hill and uh, uh, I forget the other kid's name Johnson or something like that. They're both solid in back. Um, Good team, really good team and and the guy's done a really good job i I give that kid a, or man or whatever he is he's a young coach now they're all kids to me now, but he I give him a lot of credit they've they've done a really really good job and uh I'm sure that you know we beat them twice last year, and I'm sure that they'll be prepared to to play us and it, like everybody, no matter what's happened, everybody's zero and zero there's eleven teams that are zero and zero, and uh we're one of them and Hopefully we'll, we'll come and play our best game of the year.
1: Uh, a team that probably will not struggle to shoot the basketball, Purdue-Fort Wayne on Saturday, 3 o'clock. National television, by the way, on ESPNU, also on radio on twelve seven AM. But that, you know, I'm just saying. But um, Purdue-Fort Wayne, uh, they do not struggle to shoot the basketball mm-hmm. camp.
2: My sister's a little weird. She'll put ESPN on and then listen to you, and, but she's weird, you know. <laughs> I don't know why anybody would do that, but yeah. she does. Um yeah, they're. I think they've had a very good preseason. I think they're picked to win the league, along with Northern Kentucky. Uh, I think that there's a reason they're picked to, le- to win the league. They've they've got a really good team. Uh, they played Michigan a good game. Um, they played Northwestern a really good game, and they pretty much beat everybody else they've played. So, uh, if we don't guard in that game, they're going to score 100 on us, and uh, that that would not be good. So, uh, I'm. Really not worried about that right now. I'm just trying to get through Cleveland State, and and then hopefully we can turn our attention to them on on the bus ride over there after the game Thursday night.
1: Um, Camp, what about that too? When a, when a new coach comes in, um, as you talked about, he was a long time assistant at Iowa State. They've they had a lot of success there during his run four Sweet 16s, uh, a couple of Big 12 tournament championships, as well. I, what would you do if, if you were in that situation, camp in today's day and age of college basketball? What what would be some of the moves that you would make if you were taking over a program and you know, uh, where do you start?
2: Well, I, I think he's taken over a program that's two time defending champion in our right. league, so I think
1: that's you know, a good start. Yeah. yeah,
2: and he's got some good players that stayed, but they lost some good players too. But you know, I, I think there's a lot of pressure on him to win because you know they're they're two time defending champions in the regular season uh so you know i think i think though it's not uh you know a lot of times if i were ever going to take a job i think i'd take one where you know you can ramp up you you know there's no expectations and you build expectations he's in the exact opposite situation and honestly neil I, i'd have no idea what i would do cuz never thought about something like <laughs> that Uh,
1: well, you know i like to ask the challenging you questions cap you you know you, you know you got me works. there because i it's not something I've ever really thought about. That, that's a first, I think, where you haven't had yeah. an answer for a question. I think that, it, that is a very first time. Yeah. Um, you know, Camp, the final two minutes of the show here, you know, just, just kind of your thoughts. You, we, are, we are getting to push the reset button a little bit now, and, uh, you know, it's Cleveland well, I'm, State.
2: I'm highly disappointed. I think our players are highly disappointed too. Um, I, I, I think that we had a swag about ourselves, and we got punched in the nose. And now we're going to find out. We're going to find out what we're made of. You know, we know. We know we're not very good on defense, and we know we have to fix that. Um, we're not going to shy away from it. We're going to try and go fix it. Uh, I've got some really good players, though. You know, Keaton, Trey. Uh, you know, Rocket Watch scored two points down there. Hopefully, that will never happen again. Uh, Jalen. You know, all league level players. So. We've got some really good players. We can score the ball. Uh, So there's always hope when you can score the ball. And, you know, I just think that we've got to, you know, it's time to play some basketball Thursday night.
1: Absolutely. Big thank you to everybody that came out, everybody here at RJ's Pub as well. And, of course, our guy, Greg Hessen, back in our 1270 The Bet studio. So, again, no show here anyway from RJ's Pub next week. But we'll be back in action the following Monday. So, for Greg Campy and Greg Hessen back in the studios, my name is Neil Rule. Thanks for listening, everybody, to the Greg Campy Show live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Well, see you later.